The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. This talk today becomes the third talk on mindfulness of emotions in this 25-part series on introduction to mindfulness. And um, one of the challenges of developing mindfulness meditation is the degree to which we identify with our experience. And what identify means that uh, is we define ourselves by it in some way, or we uh, are relating to emotions or whatever is happening uh, as if um, uh, we are what's happening. So if we have an emotion, we must be that emotion. It defines who we are. It, it represents us in some kind of important way so that who we are as a person can now be judged based on what's happening. And, uh, and with emotions, this gets very tricky. And uh, partly because emotions are so changeable and uh, so conditioned and dependent on so many factors outside of our own lives. And um, some of the emotions we experience are conditioned by our society that uh, we don't even realize how much we've internalized values of our society and that these internalized values then become the basis by which we judge ourselves, by which we feel frustrated, feel we, uh, we want something, things, that we like certain things, we don't like other things. And in the wake of liking and not liking, wanting and not walking, wanting, there can be joy and happiness getting what we want, there can be anger and frustration not getting what we want, there can be fear and worry about how we'll be judged if we don't live up to certain societal, societal standards. It's a phenomenal amount of our emotions are not unique to ourselves, but are strongly conditioned by the, uh, the society, the family, the con- the friendships, the ideas of people around us. And, um, and it's not necessarily wrong for this to happen, but uh, to be caught in the net, in the web of these societal values in such a way that we are uh, um, debilitatingly uh, caught in our emotions, our reactions, our identifications around what's going on is one of the things that mindfulness is trying to free us from. And, and to do this in relationship to emotions is phenomenally useful. It's not to dismiss anything, but by, but by being able to not be identified with our emotions, then we can start seeing much more clearly what is actually happening. It gives us a phenomenal insight into the cultural the way that the emotions are, have a, are conditioned and the, the values and beliefs from which they come. Uh, and we begin questioning, not necessarily the emotions, but we, connect, we can start uh, questioning some of the underlying assumptions, beliefs, values 
that we don't even know we're carrying that are the seedbed for some of the emotions we have. And this is especially true for the difficult emotions. I mean, certainly there is a, can be very strong grief that grief is to be deeply respected and has a very important place in the heart and some, something to really learn how to hold carefully and lovingly. And grief can be entangled with identity and how we should be and shouldn't be and and uh, deeper assumptions about who we are and what the good life is and all things that can add to suffer to grief so that there's unnecessary suffering connected to it so one of the ways that we then uh, are practicing mindfulness is looking how to practice mindfulness without the extra layer of identification the extra layer of telling a story about the emotion, perpetuating a story. And instead, not to, not to again, dismiss identification, dismiss storytelling, but to put it aside for a while so we have something more important to do with the emotion, and that is to feel it and know it so we can really know it in a deeper way. There's, there's a depth inside of us that is not accessible uh, easily, if we stay in the storytelling mind, if we stay in that part of the mind that's uh, uh, preoccupied about what this means about me and who I am and what I should do and what other people will think about me, uh, we have tremendous reservoirs of wisdom, of compassion, of love available uh, deep inside if we can drop below the the uh, the kind of place we're involved in navigating, negotiating identity in relationship to the emotions we have. And so one of the powerful ways of doing that is radically simple. And it's not the way, not the only way to be with emotions. There's a lot of other valuable ways to be with emotions. I love the idea that we just go for a walk with a friend and have a chance to talk about what's going on and talk about how we're feeling and uh, that can be tremendously useful. It can be useful to journal. It can be useful to dance the emotions. It can be useful to f- express it in art. There's a many ways to work with emotions. And, uh, and one of those ways is mindfulness. And mindfulness has its own approach that uh, is, can be phenomenally useful but it's not the one that's always always useful. It's not the one that's you know it's not the be all and end all of how to be with emotions. So knowing that, maybe it's easier to give oneself over to mindfulness of emotions because we're not trying to make it the only solution or the solution or the the but it's one way and to know that it's one way, maybe we can give ourselves, okay, for these minutes I'll do it I'm gonna do it the mindful way. And one of the mindful ways is to um, is, is meant to be very simple, and that is to simply find the physical manifestation of the emotion in the body. And as we feel it, the physical sensations, then um, give permission for the emotion to be there. If we give permission for the emotion to be there and we're caught up in the stories and our reactivity, then we're just you know, perpetuating this endless cycle of, of feeding the story, feeding the identity issues and, uh, that we have that can actually 
make it go on for a lifetime. But if we could drop below that and just feel this physical sensations, physical sensations are not just physical. Uh, they are deeply connected to the heart, to the deeper psychology of who we are, that there's something profound that can begin unfolding and working and showing itself when we just drop down into the sensation level of the emotion. And it's there that we can give permission for the emotion to be. We make room for it by making room for the physical sensations. And this image that I love is to take two cupped hands and let the awareness be like two cupped hands that comes underneath a difficult emotion and just holds it in it. They're there. It's okay. I'm just going to be here with you. I'll hold you. I'll be with you. I'll feel you however long you need. You have permission to be here forever. It's okay. That radical kind of permission. And then stay present and make room and allow for whatever needs to happen with the sensations. Let them move and shift and, and, um, and become stronger, become weaker. Just be with them. As we do this, we, be, we come to a vantage point where we can now begin better seeing our relationship to the emotion. That, in fact, we hate it. In, ha- in fact, <clears throat> we love it and we're trying to hold on to it. In fact, that we're, the relationship is when we're not just letting the emotion be there, we're telling stories about it. We're judging ourselves, judging it, judging other people. We're seeing the, the world through the lens of that emotion. If we're angry, everything is aversive, everything is wrong. So we begin seeing that it's not just the emotion, but it's also how we're relating to it, or how we're caught in it, or the stories we make about it. And, um, and so we're starting to see, as we settle down into just being, breathing with the sensations, breathing with the emotion, at some point, what begins standing out in the highlight is that we can't do that. There is, in fact, a layer of reactivity, a layer of judgment, a layer of identification that goes on. And rather than seeing that's wrong or bad or reacting or being upset because that's there, if anything, in mindfulness meditation, it's more like we relax and say, oh, I see, that's how it is, that's what's happening for me. And, um, and so we see it, and having seen it and known it, then you have the choice to say, okay, let me put that aside and just stay more simply with the emotion now, without that reactivity. Or, and we're still trying to be simple, or we can see, well, this reactivity, this judgment, this identification, there's a different emotion that seems to be the basis for that. Let me kind of now do that simple mindfulness of emotion with the fear or the anxiety that seems to be fueling the identity, the way I want to identify or disidentify to what's happening. Or maybe there's, um, there seems to be that I have a, a strong feeling of aversion that seems connected to um, the... Um, the, the way in which I'm aversive to my, my, don't like my emotion, maybe that aversion needs the same kind of careful feeling at the sensation level, make room for it to be there. And, um, 
always kind of stepping away from the story, stepping away from the interpretation, stepping away from from the the identification we might have with it. And this is a way of giving lots of room, lots of simplicity. And to do that in the meditation posture, where we're not going to you know, punch someone out or grab someone or run away or just kind of just feel it with a guideline. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, as simple as you can. What is a simple way of holding the emotion and what's happening? Trusting. It's okay. If I feel it in the body, I can maybe just allow it to go. The exception to this is sometimes some emotions like fear Sometimes if we feel it, uh, uh, it actually can reinforce more fear. And sometimes there's a loop that we, we feel it, and every time we feel it, we get more afraid, we feel it again, we get more afraid, and, and it can get out of hand a little bit. So you have to kind of, uh, same thing with anger, same thing with despair or grief. You have to have, watch yourself, monitor yourself to see, it, and if you feel like it's somehow... Uh, there's a loop and it's getting stronger and stronger, then you want to find some way to uh, switch what you're doing. Maybe um, just go back to your breathing and not focus on the emotion directly. Maybe it's to do loving-kindness meditation. Maybe it's to open your eyes so that uh, that breaks the loop cycle uh, and we kind of look around and, and just do mindfulness of seeing or mindfulness of hearing that kind of helps us to disentangle from this looping that goes on that can uh, make things go get out of, out of control. So, um, but uh, if it's not looping and getting too intense, um, the possibility exists of uh, learning a radical simplicity around emotions that's deeply respectful of them, allows them to do their own thing, allows them to be there without interference, without analysis, without fixing, without making it go away, just allowing this, the, the wisdom depth within us to show us a way with emotions. So uh, for this day, if you want to explore your emotions further, um, uh, periodically through the day, Check in with yourself, see what emotions you have, and see how you feel it in your body. With the idea that just the physicality is a simple, direct, embodied experience. And as you do that, um, see if that helps you see more clearly what relationship you have with the emotion. Are you for it or against it? Are you judging yourself because of it? Are you telling a story? like a prediction of the future, or is it, are you storytelling and that's what's fueling it? Just see what the uh, relationship is, and once you've seen it, relax. Come back into your body a little bit, and then continue with your day. So, thank you very much.